Let's Gather is a young adult podcast that is meant to bring the hard topics to light, offer you a biblical perspective as you navigate day-to-day life, and draw you closer to Christ. It's our desire to see all young adults grow and be strengthened through the Word of God. So let's jump into today's episode of Let's Gather. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Gather. Tyser is not here, and so I don't know what number we are on. Anybody know? (laughs) I definitely don't know. It's like 13, 12. We have had a couple weeks um, break, I I know, and for the people that have texted me and asked me, I am sorry um, for that, Um, but I I had to go home and be with my family for a little bit, and then we had Easter, spring break. It's just been a lot, and so we, but we are back for episode Double, di- double digits unknown. Is it 13? 13. Did you just look it up? Yeah. yeah. Just look it up. Let's go. Yeah. Well, we are we are excited to be here today talking about um, kind of a, a very important topic uh, in the life of a Christian, uh, obviously, and we'll get to that in just a second, but just a little house cleaning, just a little let everyone know, um, w- today, Miss Caitlin is is here. You didn't quit. You didn't leave. And, I'm here. And I've not come. Here. I know. But I said you, I would be back. We didn't know if you were serious or... Two Whatever. in a row. It's a yeah. record. And then Miss Emily Torito always Still like here. here, having the dropping the mics all as always. And then mm. Tyser is getting. They are getting ready to kick off baseball season here at Astruma, and so the sports team is hard at it, uh, trying to get stuff done for the fields before rain. So Mr. Easton Vincent is filling in in Tyser's spot. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Glad to be here. <laughs> So Easton is our um, young adult associate minister here at Astruma, and uh, yeah, we're pumped. He is here. You'll hear a lot from him, um, obviously through the life of this pod. But I don't know about that. What we're here for is the special guest, mm. Mm. the man, the myth, the, the man, so special. <laughs> so you don't special. know how many times you've been quoted on this People podcast. Are like, Whose voice is that? For good or bad. <laughs> Matt Kate. Not as many uh, as Matt Kate. Yeah. 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 M- most quotes Insert should have uh, a disclaimer to them. A little golf clap. Tyson, when you're editing this, put in some applause right here. Please, no. 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 It's right here. For yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt Kate is our discipleship pastor uh, here at Astruma. Matt is in charge, honestly, of all of us. Um, he is overall generational ministries, everyone um, that teaches at Astruma. He is kind of the head honcho for all of that and gives us our direction and then fires people when they don't do what he asks. Um, that wow. happen- it happens. Wow. It I happens. I mean, I ha- it hadn't happened yet, but it could. Yikes. <laughs> I'm hoping not. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. No, so... so um, but see, but so Matt is somebody that I've learned a lot from when it comes to uh, studying the Word and and everything that and I know that's one of Matt's big hearts is making sure that Scripture is delivered correctly. Um, so Matt and you and you heard from Matt's wife a few months, weeks ago yeah. um, on the episode about forgiveness. Miss Whitney was on here uh, for that episode. So just. Tell us a little bit. Who are you? What do you? What do you do? What? Like I gave besides you the intro. Firing people, besides firing people. Besides firing people. Yeah, I, I, I don't. When they I don't, try not to fire anyone. Uh, they so don't do right. I met. Uh, we grew up all over the place. Dad was in the Air Force, and uh, we were living in Hawaii. And he had six months left in the Air Force, and they moved us to Barksdale. I'm mm-hmm. assuming it's cheaper to 
retire at Barksdale than it is to retire in Hawaii. And so that's how we got to Louisiana. Uh, and that was years ago. And so went to LSU, um, some of the best, best five years of my life. Um, Amen. Shaq was here and we became very close friends. <laughs> I, Do you I, think Shaq is better than Angel Reese? I think he's better than everybody. <laughs> he said she's the greatest athlete to come out of LSU. Yeah. I, I, so I, I know he has a PhD in education. So he's not an unintelligent human being. Very but that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's just crazy. You know, you got Pete Maravich, you got Shaq. Don't forget Chris Jackson. Yeah, he's not talking about just basketball. That's right. He was you talking had about sports. Todd Walker, but you also at the current time you have Dylan Cruz here, who's Amen. nobody's yeah. ever Number hit five hundred in the yeah. SEC. Yeah, yeah. Insane. that's true. insane. Oh, Bre- Welcome oh, to today's sports episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, oh, Bregman is my favorite baseball player. Like he is, he is the top. He's my, he's my fanboy baseball player, and I'm pretty sure Dylan Cruz is gonna. Is going to very much pass him in the MLB when he gets in it. That dude is stunning. He's very impressive. But that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> so, and then I've worked at some churches too. So. <laughs> Likes LSU and kind of filled in some churches in that's between. Right. <laughs> I'm a I'm a bivocational pastor in between my sports antics. <laughs> that's not untrue. Um, so what we're talking about though is what does it mean to read and study your Bible? We talk about that in church. We all, you know, we, we give you materials, you hear sermons, you, you do all these things, you go to Bible studies, and then we're like, hey, in your quiet time, hey, when you're at home, hey, are you, what are you reading through? Hey, what are you studying through? What is, you know, do quiet time, do time with people. You know, we, we, we encourage you to do all these things, and uh, a lot of time people are right and that's good that's what we desire that's what we encourage you uh to do but for the people that that may or may not um be new christians for the people that may or may not have just never been and uh, been able to sit under someone that can explain to them the whys the hows the whats you know who what where when and whys of scripture um, the people who maybe sit in a crowd and when the pastor says exegetical or eisegetical or hermeneutical factors or anything like that, they're like, I have no idea what in the world they're talking about. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Everyone has to learn. I mean, it's, it's, you don't, you know, all of a sudden become a follower of Jesus and you can quote every Levitical law. Right. And so you, you have to learn and grow in these things. And it's our desire to see everyone to grow in those things, right? To, to where when they are sitting at home reading their Bible by themselves, they understand the meaning behind the scriptures they're reading. And, and like I said, one reason we asked Matt to come on here is because that's, honestly, it's kind of your forte. It's kind of like you're like... I'm, I'm the, uh, the context screamer. <laughs> that everything scripture has a context. Yeah. If you take it out, right? You know, my my eyes hurt from rolling. <laughs> so I think here, when when I first got here, I think not that any church is not doing things properly. I don't want to. That's very arrogant. That's not correct in any way, shape, or. But one of the things I wanted to make sure is that uh, we have biblical principles. Uh, I, I think the a lot of Christians are falling into this devotional type shotgun approach 
and I'm not bad-mouthing devotionals. If that's where you start, that's great, but that's not where you should stay. So what the goal is, is and what I mean by devotional, is you read a scripture, you read a poem, and you have a prayer at the, at the bottom. Well, scriptures, the, the Word of God is one linear story of salvation. And what we're watching happen in the New Testament church currently is we'll pick scriptures completely from here, 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 and here without regard to context, without regard to history, without regard to who is writing, who they're writing to, any of these kind of things, and just tell a story about it and then come up with this idea that that's Bible study. And so there's a German word called Hilsgeschaft. It's one of two German words I know. First is Farfrignugen, which is the, the joy of driving. Yeah, that, so that was a Volkswagen so commercial years take, ago. I know something Matt Kate doesn't know. Oh, more than two German words? I know more than two German words because <laughs> wow. I took German in high school. Wow. In Hainesville, Why Louisiana. would Hainesville be teaching German? Getting a school means I want to go home. There you Getting go. Getting a yeah. Oh <laughs> the, the other one is this word, uh, Hilsgeschef, and what it roughly means is salvation history. And so the idea is how, after Adam and Eve sinned, if a week later Jesus shows up on a cross, they'd be like, what is that dude hanging there for? All right. So the rest of your Old Testament is to pave the way for the understanding of what sacrifice is, what the Day of Atonement means, and all these Levitical things that had to happen for the coming of the Messiah. And when we take things out of context and just pick and choose verses, you're missing the entire big picture. You know, um, I used to compare it all the time to Michael Jordan's first years in the NBA. All right. Michael Jordan could score on anyone. He was just that good, but his team stunk. And it doesn't matter if you score 100 if you lose by 20. And that was the first several years in the NBA until he got Scottie Pippen and then a coach came along and they made a team. What's the goal of the NBA? The goal of any sport is to win. The goal is not to be the leading scorer in the league. You don't get anything from that. Uh, maybe except for a shoe deal, right? But the goal is to win. In Scripture, there's the exact same thing. The goal is to get from our sinful nature to where we understand we need a Savior. And so sometimes our shotgun approach to devotionals, if that's the maximum we have, you'll come out with a very skewed idea of who Jesus is. Yeah. So so with that, so obviously, and then, you know, Obviously, y'all chime in and kind of tell me your thoughts and everything like that with it. What would so so for Kaylin? If I was to ask you this, what because you're you are um, I'm not gonna say like the first line, but you're the you're paving the way for the younger people for our for our children if they come into the church and getting ready to go into the next areas, right? So, so you are, you you get where I'm going with that question. The foundation. Okay. So when you are talking to one of your, your children, one of your, one of the students in our, in our children's ministry and you give them a Bible and 
they just look at you like, what is this? What would you tell them is the purpose behind reading that Bible? What is Okay, so every Sunday morning when I open God's Word with our kids, I say, what is this? They say, it's the Bible. What do we know about the Bible? We know that the Bible is true. Is there anything in it that is not true? No. They So from the very beginning, I want kids to know this is God's Word. There, This is true, and there's no, there's no mistakes in it. Yeah. And so as they read God's Word, like, and what's really cool for our kids is um, we're in this curriculum that takes us through the whole Bible in three years. And so for the past year and a half, almost two years, we've been in the Old Testament, and they've been seeing, like, in order, step by step, how God, you know, where sin came into the world, the promise that God made to Abraham to, to, to fix the sin problem through Jesus, the Messiah, and then... Um, how God was faithful to the Israelites all through Scripture and the the plan, they know that Jesus is coming in the New Testament. If you ask them when, did you, like they know He's coming, but we got to see all through the beginning, like them waiting for Jesus and why they were and what it looked like for them to wait, but then God keeping His promises, the ultimate promise, which was to send Jesus yeah. to be the rescuer. And so, um, it's been really cool for even like you know, young children to be able to see the whole big picture of God's story. It's special, y'all. Like, um, it's not something that I understood as a child. And so I think it's really cool to get to, to do that for kids. Like, it's not just grabbing things. Like, all along, at the very beginning in Genesis, Jesus was there. And he was always a part of the plan. And then we see him in the form of a man come in in Matthew but like um anyway so yeah I guess I don't know if that makes sense but um I want them to know that the Bible is true it's trustworthy it's important for them I think that's really cool because uh so I'm in seminary we like we most of us at this table know that we all know that um I'm in an Old Testament course right now and the fact that like we're going through Old Testament books and I love reading through the Old Testament because it is such a promise of God. It shows God character. We like to, a lot of people look at the Old Testament as, man, like, that is God's judgment, and that's God's this, and God, you know, whatever, and then the New Testament is God's love, and, mm-hmm. and things like that, but that's not, the, that's not the case. Like, if we really study and read our Old Testament, like, mm-hmm. God is love. God is, God is a promise keeper. God is a promise maker, um, and the fact that, like, I think it's awesome that, that our kids are, are understanding that foundation, because we don't, like, a majority of people in the church today probably don't open the Old Testament at all. And if they do, it's to like Isaiah 52. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's the problem, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If we ignore all... Let's go read about David and Goliath. I yeah, mean, if you ignore all the that led up to Christ mm-hmm. coming in human form, you're missing the entire picture, yeah. right? Without understanding the Day of Atonement, without understanding what sacrifice was, without understanding Levitical laws. Mm-hmm. Man, you just have this dude Jesus saying, "Hey, I'm God." Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a problem, right? Yeah. David Koresh did that. Yeah, you don't realize, and and and, and like the sign. I, I, I think of like with that, what you say, it, it, it just ends up being this guy who claims something to go to a cross. I've, I've heard it said before that Jesus was either super crazy, or he was who he said. Like, there's no. There was a great book called Lunatic Liar or Lord. So either Jesus was the Son of God, which that would make him. Yeah, Lord. you know the Savior, 
or he was not, yeah. which he would make him a lunatic for dying the brutal death right. that he did, or he was a liar and he just deceived people and took that lie all the way to the cross. And, and so when you when you study scripture, and I think one of the important parts of of why what is the purpose for reading your Bible, I think n- number one, Caitlin, obviously what you said. Number two is I want people to be encouraged for it to be their light. Right, their path it, it, it is able to get. We talked about it at the gathering last night. Like you can find your identity in those scriptures mm-hmm. once you become a, a a a child of God. You are able to be molded in the identity He set for you in those scriptures. How do you do that? How do you learn that? You learn that by reading the Word. Right. You can listen to many, a bunch of people get on a stage and talk to you behind a pulpit. Right. I can tell you all day long. Hey, this is how you should go and live. But the truth of what I just said, what you just said, what you just said, anybody, anybody that has a microphone and a Bible, the truth is is comes out of what we have read and we're telling you. Right? So That's I had a, a pastor, thing. and he's he's the guy that mentored me, Randy Harper, lives in Bossier City, and every Sunday he gets up and before he starts preaching, he has everybody stand before he reads scripture. He says, "I believe the Bible," and he has the congregation repeat that. I believe the Bible is the Word of God, and in my life where I differ in attitudes, practices, and beliefs, then I'll change. That's the whole point of the Bible. Mm. It's That's not to point. just gain knowledge, yeah. but it's for the Spirit of God to change who we are. Yeah. You know, And, and I, I've always found that to be brilliant, and I really wish I thought of that first. <laughs> well, the, the third thing, and it goes along with what you said, not only to, to, to be your mold and, and to change you, but you're able to learn so much, not for not. I don't, I'm not. I'm be careful when I say this. You're not reading the Bible to gain knowledge, but you're able to grow in your understanding of of why why this guy named Jesus went to a cross the way he did. Well, have you read Psalms when it talks about the the prophecies? Have you read mm-hmm. the Old Testament where it leads up to talking about? A donkey have you have you read all the or do you just oh he, he wrote in on a donkey people singing hosanna mm-hmm. but right. the point if you've read it it points you to that yeah i think mm-hmm. of the baptism video we had a couple weeks ago we had like the older man get baptized in one of our services and he talks about um reading the bible and he bought a new version of a bible that he understands a little bit better than his old one and he in this video he just says he goes I found out, I started reading the Bible and I found out this is a good book. (laughs) And I was just like, man, that's so good. And like, it is a book. And so you don't pick up a a different book, you know, from the bookstore and start in the middle. Mm. Um, Mm, You read it cover to cover. And so, you know, why, why do we just let other people tell us what's in the Bible instead of reading it for ourself? Um, I was convicted of that um, just growing up in church. Like I heard a lot of the Bible, but then I was just like, someone, someone was like, have you read the whole Bible? And I was like, well, yeah, probably. Like, Has you know, the preacher preached to the whole bits, Bible yet? Bits and pieces. If not, then no, yeah. Um, probably at one point, at least once through all of it. And that was like my church answer of like, how dare you question yeah. me reading the Bible? And, and so I get you know home that night and I'm like, well, no, never have. Um, and so it was over COVID when I like for the first time read it through. I also hate reading as you've learned through other episodes. So it wasn't like, wasn't fun, um, 
to 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 start. You Retract know. that. <laughs> Retract. Well, I mean, it didn't start fun. I wasn't like, oh, I'm so excited to read a new book um, because I didn't like reading books at the time, and so I started, and I couldn't just do it on my own because again, Bible's not an easy book to understand, and so that was for me where the Bible recap came in and played a part. It was like telling me what I was reading, and through that, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like wow like this is the story like I heard in Bible class growing up but like here's the story like here's the full story I'm reading the story and this is what it's talking about and so like it became less of a chore to do every day and more of like gosh like I can't wait to read what happens next um and I just found myself like really falling in love with the book like the man said like it's a good book and it's because you see from the beginning God's love for us. And so I just found myself, you know, all through the Old Testament, which I love reading now. I'm just, you know, like, man, how stupid are they? And I'm like, wait, I'm like, how stupid are we? I'm like, we're doing the same thing. Oh, that's, I think right. the Bible is a mirror to humanity. Yeah. We like to think we're more intelligent. Yeah. We may know more stuff Absolutely. and we may have Google, right? right. But the same ridiculous yeah. mistakes yeah. Israel made yeah. in yep. the Old Testament are the exact same. You, you yeah. can look at our country. Yeah. We are doing the exact same thing. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. It's a good the, book. Um, one of the things that hurts that it, I feel like if you were if you were to if you were to if I was to be told this answer and you and you were to bring me in your office tomorrow and be like, hey, are you doing your job correctly? I would tell you no. If someone was to, if I was to walk up to a young adult and say, hey, what are you what are you reading through right now? What are you what are you studying through? And we just got finished preaching through the Book of John. Well, I'm, I'm reading through John right now. I feel like I failed at that moment, right? Because I don't want you to just sit and listen to only what the church is preaching about. Go read your scriptures, right? Like, go, like, don't wait for us to be like, okay, guys, now we're... And if you're in a Bible study, that's different. Like, at my home group right now, we're walking through Romans. And so I'm spending a lot of time in Romans. I know you're do. What was numbers? Was that what you were in for a little bit? Yeah, right now I'm doing uh, Joel. Joel. Okay, so like yeah, numbers is where reading through the Bible goes to die. Yeah, it's things not get fine. really numbers slow is, in numbers. Man, let me tell you about it. And so, so Bible studies that's different. Like read through that, but like if the only Bible reading you're getting is from what's coming from behind the pulpit on Sunday morning or Wednesday night, then I encourage you to like go go to a little bit more yeah right because we're going to read that passage for you mm -hmm. when if you know we're, we're supposed to we're going to read that passage for you and tell you what the passage is supposed to mean from what the bible says in the context that it's meant and so if that's all you're getting then i encourage you to go find something else but so with that understanding that you were talking about the stories and everything matt can a person read the bible and understand it without knowing what is happening around the time that those scriptures were written. Yes, but at an elementary level. Yeah. Right? I think the Bible can communicate to anybody no matter where you're at in your spiritual walk. I think as we grow in Christ, the knowledge of what the background is is incredibly helpful. So, and I use the example all the time. So, Paul, when he's talking to the Philippians, you know, it's Jesus plus anything is wrong, mm. Mm. right? 
So he's talking about it's not of works. But then you get to the book of James, and James says, you think you have faith, show me your faith, and I'll show you mine by what I do. So that appears to be two contradictory statements. Right. Right? But when we study, we understand they're talking to two different groups of human beings. You had James, who's talking to a group that's starting to believe in this docetist teaching of the time, where they believe that the flesh is evil, and so you can do anything that you want with the body. It's all going to burn up in judgment anyway. And so all that will go on is your spirit. And he's telling him, no, what you do matters. Well, that's not who Paul was talking to. Right. Paul was talking to another entire group that, you know, is just uh, starting to believe that we need to. They were dose. Uh, James was talking to docetists, but Paul's talking to Gnostics who believe there was secret knowledge. Yeah. And, and there's all these hidden things, and I've always got to do one more thing. And then he had Jewish believers in there that that if Jesus is good, Jesus plus circumcision is better. And he's like, no, no, no. Yeah. The law didn't help us attain salvation. Why is it going to help you? And so when you understand they're talking to two different people, there's not really a difference, a conflict there. Yeah. And so for new Christians, they need to know who docetists are? No. no, who cares? But we do understand there's backgrounds and there's reasons why. And so then you get your online warriors that will say, hey, these are two conflicting stories. The Bible can't be inerrant. Well, that's just kind of showing your ignorance of that you don't know they're talking to two different people yeah. for two different purposes, right? Mm -hmm. So if the Bible said you should always turn left, The problem is, is if you're on the left side of the road, you're in a ditch, right? That, that's that's kind of insane. And so everything in Scripture is written to somebody yeah. for a purpose. Yes. And when we don't understand the purposes, you can get off into, and that's where most of your heresies come from, and this is where a lot of cults come from, is not comprehending what was being said and taking something out of context and, and running with it. In Baton Rouge, we've watched the health and wealth gospel almost start here in Baton Rouge with a ministry 20, 30 years ago, right? And it was because that, that you should be blessed. Well, almost entirely in the Old Testament and most of your New Testament, blessings are children. I have three blessings. So when I sneeze, I don't want you to say, God bless you. I don't want any more kids. I don't need that. Don't be putting that. What was it, Ricky Bobby? Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Right? I don't need that. Right? But now somehow we've taken what blessings means completely out of context of Scripture, and we believe it's God's favor. Yeah. What was God's favor for you to continue on your lineage and having children? It's not this quasi, God's going to bless me in everything we do. Really? Look at any of the disciples, right? How blessed were they? They were blessed with an, a spiritual peace, but they all died brutal deaths. Yeah, Paul died a brutal death. To Jesus, for heaven's sakes, died a brutal death. Why do we think we deserve something that they didn't get? Yeah, That's mm -hmm. crazy, right? And, and so context has a purpose and it has a reason to kind of... Uh, so you can start with elementary ideas but it's not okay to stay there, right? If you've been in church 20 years and you still think that God's purpose is simply to bless your life with material stuff, man, you're going to be deceived and you're going to have a very long life questioning whether God's real or not because mm -hmm. that's, that's not the promise God gives you. He promises you eternal life. Mm. Well, I think with, without understanding the context, you're a, uh, also at the same time as you're growing in your faith, 
obviously we don't want you to stay um you know in your little bubble where you're not talking to other people we all we want to empower you to go you reach more people you we've talked about that in previous episodes of like how emily can have have a bigger she does can't it's not can have she does have a bigger reach and i'll ever have in baton rouge right she's torito and every single person in america obviously knows who emily torito is somehow some way um (laughs) she does i eat her chips there's a doctor She's in like Baton Rouge, who back. changed her name to Torito. That way she <laughs> no, could be a famous didn't. doctor. No, we she found didn't. <laughs> what was the original point here? <laughs> the original point is, besides the fact that Emily's famous, um, she, she is. Um, if, if, if the gospel, if the, if, the, if the Bible is not understood, if the context is not understood, as you're growing in your faith, then you might take that and spread. I'm not saying that you're purposefully spreading false narratives, right? Sure. But if if I was to walk, if, when we first started working together, when I first started sitting under you and learning from you, and then you were to walk in a room, and I'm preaching through the book of Jeremiah, and my passage on Jeremiah 29, 11 mm. is to bless this room. Mm. Right, then I'm doing an injustice because that's not how you taught me. That's not what the context means, right? And so, if you don't understand the context, that that no, he's talking to those people, so they'll make his name bigger. They're they're going to die, right? I have a, one of my best friends is a pastor in Bozier, and he said that he had a call uh, from. I don't know if it was a Jehovah Witness or, or more, I'm not really 100 percent sure what which religion it was, but we always enjoy those phone calls because then we get to talk theology with them. And so he answers the phone and then she's like, don't you just want to be blessed? Jeremiah 29, 11. And he's like, I really don't want that. She's like, what you mean you don't want that? And he says, they died. I, I, that's not what that's talking about. She was like, oh, you must be a Baptist preacher. <laughs> so, well, yeah, the problem is, is you in Scripture is almost universally plural. So that that's my... Yeah. So, so I know the plans I have that. for y'all, which is the nation of Israel. The next question... You in particular are going to Babylon, and if you make it there, yeah. chances are you're going to die on the tra- trip. They're going to kill you. You'll be enslaved for the next 70 years. You are going to die. Yeah. Your children will continue on to yeah. bring Messiah, but you... I've so, had it with you. Yeah. You're disobedient, stiff-necked. So, so read the two previous chapters, yes. <laughs> and you'll get the context. Yeah. But I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, to bless you and not to harm you. That's crazy. Yeah. But how many Afghans and blankets have that scripture on it, right? You're like, read all of it. Context, that matters. It does, because you can... You can teach the wrong context. You can, as you grow in your faith, if you believe you have that that firm foundation of that context that's inaccurate, you're going to carry that with you. Yeah, right? Philippians 4.13, I yes. can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Can you really do all things? Let's just be brutally honest. Can you pick up a bus? No. Can you, without taking a class, pass a, a trigonometry class? I couldn't no, pa- I couldn't you- pass it if I took a class. <laughs> I took it twice. I still can't pass. I changed majors. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, you f- cannot do all things because you claim the name of Jesus. That's crazy. Just logically speaking, that's insane. But, man, that's the most quoted verse ever, especially in sports. You're acting like the other team ain't praying for a win, too. That 
the entire verse is talking about. I know what I it's to have plenty, and I know it's not to have anything. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's a, it's it's about denying self. Yeah. It's not keep, about you. I can keep going without. It's not me beating Shaq on basketball. Right. That is not the verse you claim to get. You know, like Shazam, and all of a sudden I'm a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> context context matters, people. I think that's what the the kind of the point you're trying to say. And it, but it does. It really does. It's not. It's we laugh and we joke and and we, you know, talk about. Other places that might, you know, uh, people that might misuse scripture and stuff like that. Uh, there, there's a book, and I encourage if anyone is looking for a read to understand um, misreading scripture through their Western eyes, great book, great book. I sat through. I mean, I remember one time you were teaching a class, and I, I sat through it. And the senior adults, it was it was about that. You were mm-hmm. teaching a a misreading scripture class, and the senior adults that were in that class, these people who have are faithful church members. I mean, there's people in there that I've seen since I've been in church, right? Faithful church members. And when you would teach them the context behind this, they were physically mad at you because, like, you were like, no, this is not what this yeah, means. So, so we were trying to get from an elementary understanding of what things mean. And that was an accidental book. There was a, uh, I believe it's Dan O'Brien. Uh, his grandmother went to our church. And I get handed books all the time, and most of them are terrible. But you know, I think I got a Joyce Myers book one time. I gave you a Jarrett Stevens book. That was all right. <laughs> if you're listening, um, Jared. <laughs> and, but his grandmother handed me this book, and uh, I, I literally accidentally ran out of things to read, so I picked it up and was just blown away. Uh, he's a missionary. Uh, in, in different parts of the world, and he talks about how the Scripture's written, and, and it's not written to modern-day America, right? He's not talking to modern... And so the dynamics of family is different. They were a community of people. We look at ourselves as individuals. And so Scripture's written through this community idea. You know, in America, you're on your own for you, and you're on your own for you, and that's not really how the Bible was written. And so... He talks about the community. So when Jesus said, unless you uh, uh, hate your mother, your father, da-da-da-da, that's a shocking statement. It's crazy for us to hear. It's insane for the people at that time to hear because their whole world was based on family. You know, you still have places. um, And and one of the greatest kids uh, was a kid named Mo. He was one of our soccer players. I coached soccer for years and. uh just a good kid. And I remember we were coming back from a trip and we, it was late. And so we stopped to grab something to eat cause they hadn't eaten all day. And uh, we're sitting at a table and one of the kids was talking about his girlfriend. He goes, Mo, why don't you ever have a girlfriend? And he looks and goes, well, my dad hadn't picked one out for me yet. And at our table, people lost their mind. He, he, he grew up in Yemen and just moved to Louisiana just a few years ago. And, uh, and they're like, what? Your, your dad's going to pick out your wife. And just as calmly as he could, he goes, who's the smartest person in your life? And most would say their mom or dad. And, you know, my kids were sitting there and they're like, definitely mom. And, and so they're <laughs> like, the, the, why would you exclude the smartest person, the wisest person in your life for the biggest decisions of your life? And you could hear a pin drop because in the Middle East, family is everything. Mm-hmm. You don't go get a job of whatever job you want. You get a job that the family needs. If they need somebody in the medical field, 
that's what you're going to do. You're going to be a nurse. You're going to be a doctor. You're going to be whatever. If they need somebody to grow food, you're the new farmer. You don't really have a choice. You're meeting the needs of family. And so that's the context in which Scripture was written. It's not our individual society. That's a, that's a Western thing. That did not appear anywhere in Scripture. Yeah. You know, they were judged as a covenant community. That's why Israel went into exile uh, over and over and over again. It's because they were judged as a community, a covenant community. And so those are kind of the things that, that, that are brought out in that book, yeah. reading scripture, misreading scripture through Western eyes, is because we have a completely different context uh, of meaning. We're, we're very individualistic people, but that's not really how scripture was written. Well, I think. I mean, you can you can go down a rabbit hole that obviously with the and I, I won't do that with the the America and the Christian nationalism and everything like that. You try to insert. Easton said it last night. I, I love the, the the statement you said. We were we were talking about something. He was like, "If it's not in the Bible, it's not. You know, what's the point, right?" And so when when you begin to add things to that because you want to take something from it. And that's one of the things I, I took away from that book is if it you add something to it because you want it to be there, right? Absolutely. Like, like, to, like the, the, to fit your agenda, like the... Um, the so that was the founding of our country, right? Yeah. Uh, your, your colonies believed we were the new Israel. We're not. Where did that come from? Is that anywhere in Scripture yeah. that America, you will be the new Israel? Well, it influenced everything in the beginning stages of our country because that was preached in pulpits. So your civil war was backed by the the religion of the time and the the discussion that they were premillennialists. I mean, uh, yeah, postmillennialists. All right, you, you're going to find a hard time finding postmillennialists. They believe Christ was coming back after a thousand year reign, and so if the new Israel did not have a sinless thousand years, then how could Christ come back? Well, we're only two hundred fifty. Years into this thousand, I think that theology is a little blown up, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, but the preaching of the day taught something that wasn't in scripture in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's the rise of narcissism is that we think we're far more important to the plan of God than we truly yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Understand who, understand that it, that's why it's so important to understand who, who they're talking to, why they're talking to them. Paul, when he writes his letters, I mean, it's been, and and he writes them in different things. I mean, you look at Ephesians versus Corinthians, and and you you, you know the, when he's talking love, 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 and these kind of things, and then you get to Galatians when he's, I mean, he is just going at the I'm Galatians. I'm astounded you I mean, so quickly is, deserted the gospel. It's, I mean, he is he is going at them, and so it, they're written in different ways. Some of Paul's writings are poems. Some of his intros are different. Everything is written differently for a purpose, for a reason, because it's written to that right now we pull the applications from it right and and that's where we that's where we learn we understand we don't insert ourselves into being the new scripture right that we're, we're you know got the plans i have for you to prosper and then you you jump into like um if 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 you kneel before me, you know, my, I'll, I'll, if you kneel, I'll, I'm faithful to hear your land. That those right. It's not what they're talking about. So yeah, <laughs> so you know, I, I've I've done over. I quit counting years ago, but it was over 250 weddings, and I could probably count 10 where we didn't read First Corinthians 13, the love chapter. Yeah. Well, why is that there? 
because that was the most unloving church there was. (laughs) That's the instruction. They were a very selfish church of look at me. Everything had to do with me. And Paul, in the midst of discussing spiritual gifts, you know, seek out the serving gifts, not not the speaking in tongues where you are seen or the prophesying where you're seen. Seek out these other gifts. And in the middle of it, he stops after chapter 12, talking about spiritual gifts, gives chapter 13 about the love, right? And he says, even at the end of it, he says, without love, you're just a clanging gong or a resounding cymbal. Why? Because all they were doing in church is making noise. Yeah. And then what is chapter 14 about? goes right back to the gifts. And so it's funny that we do these things kind of just without thinking and considering that they're there for a reason because they were an unloving group. And matter of fact, they were so unloving, he wrote a second book of Corinthians <laughs> to that exact same group of, <laughs> yeah, you missed it the first time. Let's, let's go over this again. Emily, would you say it's important as you're reading Scripture um, especially, I think, you know, coming out of young adult life and in college, and I mean, obviously that's who this podcast is directed towards, but would you, would you say it's important for you to understand, and this will be our, our last question, for, for you to understand who wrote the book and the, the purposes they have for writing it? Would, would you, does that, does that make stuff easier as you're learning? Well, I mean, yeah, I think kind of what all we've been talking about just goes back to context. And so in order to fully understand the whole context, you need to know who who is the author and what's what's their story and who's the audience. And so all of those questions. But like also as we're sitting here, like I don't expect like people listening to sit there and think, well, dang, okay, I'm going to start like looking at the context and it just like glows from the page. So I think it's so important that. You know, we don't we don't expect you tonight to understand like whatever book you're reading or you start reading, you know, all of this context. So I think it's just important to highlight like that's why we should be in a church. We should be in a Bible study. We should study our word with other people because like it's not we, we, I mean, we don't have this. Matt doesn't have all this information because he woke up with it. Not, yeah, how many yeah. sermons have you preached? <laughs> Yeah. So I grew up in the day where you preached three times a week, you yeah. know, Sunday morning, yeah, Sunday night, exactly. Wednesday night yeah. for yeah. over 15 years. And that's. Yep. I mean, it's how many? It's one, how, one bite at a time. How yeah, many? Exa- it's the same as school, right? Yeah. You don't exactly. do calculus in first grade. Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah. learn your math, and then you got to well, learn what X, you know, solving yeah. for X, and all these other things. And so it just takes time, but it takes effort. Yeah. Well, it's it's the same as. Um, and I know, so like I, my middle son Drew, uh, can hear something, and it's a, it's locked in his gray matter forever. That's just who he is. I don't get it. So it was one thing to go to class, but I didn't retain anything for class. I had to do and do and solve problems and, you know, constantly. I'm just not built. Whitney can hear something once and know it. That's not me in any way, shape, or form. And so it just takes a ton of effort for me to learn anything. And so I think it's the same with understanding scripture. It takes a lot of effort. Well, it does, and and you grow in those steps. Absolutely, right? like I mean, life is a journey. We have we have um, been. I'm I'm kind of a, a book snob with it, and I know I know Matt is the same way. Like you, so when we when we study for for in Easton, it, when we, it, it, Caitlin, you have them too, um, commentaries and stuff like that. 
And so when you read when you read about the passage, you don't open up the page and learn every bit of knowledge on one page. It is multiple times different authors, different writings, learning different things that all lead up to the same answers, but it's not an overnight learning it. It, I think that's what we're trying mm -hmm. to say here. But it is important because you begin to build on those, yeah. mm -hmm. right? What were you going to say? I was going to say with that, the commentaries and things like that, I think it's important to have those. It's important to understand context. It's, it's important to know what other people say about Scripture. Uh, but it's more important to read Scripture and understand it. Yes. And right. so if you are constantly going to commentaries, if you're constantly going to your study Bible and looking at the study notes, let that be the last thing you do. Yeah. Go to scripture. Just read the scripture and apply it to your life. Pray that God gives you understanding. Let the Holy Spirit guide you when you're reading. And like it's it's one thing to to know and quote Spurgeon and Calvin and uh, C.S. Lewis and all the theologians. It's another thing to know your scripture and to understand it and apply it to your life. Because that's that's the that's a real great point. Uh, you know, um, sometimes I think people get interested in quoting these other people. Mm -hmm. So when we moved here last year, we had to pack up the office. I had to pack up all my personal stuff, moved to Baton Rouge. And I came across, um, I kept a notebook of sermons and stuff. Uh, and one of them was from the early 2000s. And I'm reading them. I'm like, these are terrible. <laughs> what idiot preached it? It was me. <laughs> I've, I've preached all of them. I'm like, oh, this is I'm surprised people didn't throw things at me. This is terrible. And what happens is we all start somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I gave the best representation of God I could at that time, right? And so since then I've I've grown and and you read other things, but even Spurgeon at the beginning of his ministry was not the same Spurgeon at the end of his ministry. No, he, didn't, he didn't right he didn't write the books he he wrote because the the first sermon he ever wrote. Like, right. Like no. And so, you know, it's that kind of funny thing. Even they changed their minds. If yeah. you read really Calvin, he changed his mind on things mm -hmm. significantly. Yeah, right. And so there, there's all kinds of interest. It's all good, man. Yeah. Jesus well, is working in all of us. Yeah. The, the point with it is that you can, and, and I agree with these 100%, you can find these answers in scripture, yeah. right? You can learn that you do not have to have. Uh, a pastor in front of you or a commentary in front of you to understand the context, right? You want to know more about the disciples? Go read Acts. You want to know more about Solomon's life? Go read Ecclesiastes towards the end, right? Like you, you want to learn these things. You want to learn about David's life? Go read the ending of First and, and Second. And, and read the chapter before and the chapter after of yeah, what I mean, you're actually studying. Exactly. That will give you plenty of context. Yeah. I mean, so we went to a, a men's retreat and there was about 4,000 men at this at this retreat. And this preacher gets up, and he starts uh, really fairly entertaining. And he's teaching through judges. And I won't tell you the sermon because he's kind of well-known for it. Uh, but he starts teaching exactly opposite of what the Scripture was teaching. He, he begins talking about, uh, in, in judges, there were 700 left-handed men. And he's talking about how they persevered through because they at one time would have been right-handed soldiers, but they got wounded in war, and they continued on for God in using their left-handed. And so now they're left-handed soldiers. And uh, Now, wrong answer. In the book of Judges, this group were being judged by the rest of Israel. 
they committed horrific crimes and they were killed for it. And this guy made them out to be the hero when all you had to do is go back a chapter and read God was punishing these left-handers. <laughs> he, he was going to slaughter that entire tribe for the sin that they committed. Yeah, if you just read a chapter before, you will find out exactly what God is doing and why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. But we, we pick the highlight verses, yeah. Yeah. which is always cringy. Mm-hmm. So the important thing we take away from today, read your Bible, read the context, understand the meanings behind things. Don't don't pull um I like that what you said a second ago. Don't don't pull the highlight verses and just apply them to anything and everything because a lot of times that's not what scripture is meaning, right? It, it doesn't mean it doesn't and that's mean right. If it didn't mean that to them, it, doesn't it sure mean it ain't us. meaning this to you. Absolutely. <laughs> so, hey, guys, thank you all so much for being here. We're going to wrap it up for the day. Uh, we'll catch you back next week with either missions or relationships. I'm not too sure which mm. one. We, or we've relationships already done one. while on missions. We did. <laughs> Learn to convert. Ah, so oh, love some missionary <laughs> wow. dating. Wow. Just kidding, Peace guys. Don't do that. Out. That's not a good thing. Missionary Bye. dating 101. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Let's Gather. If you would like to learn more about the Astruma Young Adults Ministry, be sure to check us out at astruma.org slash youngadults or on Instagram at astruma.youngadults. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week.